Hey there, welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for July 2019. Uh, my name's Dan, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Noma. How's it going? Not too bad. How you doing, Noma? Uh, I'm alright. Excited to do some discussion show today? Oh, always. Alright, and Ed. hey How you doing, Ed? Bad. It was interesting <laughs> to see you at, uh, at work the other day. That was pretty cool. Yes, it was. But, Talk uh, about a just drop in. <laughs> it was like, yo, how you doing, Ed? I'm just in the town. What's going on? That's good. Yeah, but it was nice. It was, it was nice. nice. Got to see where I spend most of my time. <laughs> that EB, the EB life. Yeah, but glad to hear you guys are doing good too. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's get into the podcast. Uh, we're gonna do our first uh, thing that we do every podcast, which is our force fun fact. And this episode, we're doing our favorite original trilogy movie moment. It's a little different than the other yes. Force Fun Facts that we've done. So, let's start off with uh, Edward. Ed, yes. what is your favorite OT movie moment? My favorite original trilogy moment. Well, there's always only going to be one for me. Uh, it depends on how you break it down for what would be an original trilogy movie. But... It'll always be moment in episode five. I'm sure you remember episode five as being my favorite. Uh, and this is one of the sole reasons why. Um, do you recall the team, everybody sends Luke, is on uh, Cloud City. And Lando's kind of leading them through the city. He's talking, oh, yeah, oh, oh, don't worry. Everything's fine. Everything's going to be great. And he leads into a room, and Vader's just sitting inside like, hey, I can't eat. You can. Come inside. <laughs> and, and they're like, oh, no. The exact words were, we would be honored if you would join us. But at that point, I don't think they felt too honored because Han started blasting. Chewie was swearing. And then, <laughs> and then all chaos breaks out and out steps Boba Fett. So you have like two of the best characters in one scene showing up against our heroes. And that'll be one of my favorite scenes for a long time, if not the entire Star Wars time. I remember the shock when I watched that as a kid for the first time. It's like, oh my God, Vader's here. What is happening? And you're just like, what are they going to do? And he pulls the DL-44 out of Han's hands. Like, yep. Stopping oh laser bolts with his hands. Now, the one thing that I don't think uh, you guys were thinking about is the uh, the robot chicken version of that. Have you guys? Oh, yeah. The... <laughs> so funny. The, yeah, them them like uh, casually insulting each other at the dinner table. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> what, what happened after that whole encounter? Hmm, let's see. And they're just yeah. like... Just throwing insults back and forth and stuff. It's it's great. But uh, Noma, what's your favorite movie moment from the original trilogy? Uh, so mine is from episode four, and I think way back when I talked about how uh, watching episode four when I was super young is what got me into Star Wars in the first place. And I'll always remember the one scene that just nailed it for me and made me know I'd be a fan of this for the rest of my life is uh, it's actually not in the original original cut uh, from what I've been told but when all the X-Wings are flying towards the Death Star and they have their roll call you know going through Red standing by Red 5 standing by Red 11 standing by yeah I love that scene. Um, and then yeah and then they all get and then that one line right Lock has foils in attack position 
And then just that, because the Star Wars dogfights have always been my absolute favorite parts of the movies. Uh, You're not well, alone there, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just, they're, I don't know. Dog, it gives like, you chills every time. Oh, yeah. Dogfights in space are, are awesome. Um, lightsaber fights being a close second. Definitely. Yeah, that that without a doubt is is my favorite moment in the original trilogy. I think in episode four that is definitely my favorite moment as well, just because mm-hmm. it's it's so iconic and it's oh, like yeah. you said, it's like the one scene as a kid when you watch that, your your imagination just takes off with the X Men, mm. right? Yeah, because I mean the first time watching it, I'm I'm sure my favorite moment was you know the tense part right at the end. Is he gonna fire the torpedoes? Is he gonna are they gonna you know go to the reactor? tunnel is he gonna blow up the death star but now now that i've seen it like i don't know two dozen times million times yeah yeah that part still makes me excited but i'm not as as pumped anymore but Mm -hmm. that lock has foil still gives me goosebumps every single time especially in hd oh yeah oh yeah um (laughs) good choice good choice uh what about you my favorite scene from the original trilogy is also from episode five it's the asteroid fight in the falcon uh when they're trying to get away from uh, the Star Destroyer and the um, TIE Fighters and stuff, and they're flying through, and it's it's our intro music, actually, uh, the music that plays there, and that's some of my favorite score from John Williams is the the chase to the asteroids and the, the, yeah. the amount of, like, uh, suspense. You're like, are they going to get through this asteroid field? Are they going to navigate it? Are they going to get away from mm. the, X, or the TIE Fighters? Are they going to get away from the Star Destroyer's tractor beam? Like, what's going to happen? Mm. Um, and then they get into the the asteroid slugs and you're just like what the hell is happening i don't know it's yeah, just a really interesting scene and it's super super exciting to me it's mm. very reminiscent of um sorry the solo scene when they're flying through the kessel run is super reminiscent oh, yeah. of that and they play yeah. the same music like a very like they have the same um tones and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i don't know i just plus, really enjoyed uh, that scene Plus underrated moment. That's the first time we ever get to see what a Minoc looks like. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, and it's like Leia's screaming, and it's yeah. fantastic. The weird like slug monster bat things. It's like <laughs> the only thing I can like equate it to is like those things that attach themselves to sharks. Oh, Remember lamprey. That. Yeah. Oh yeah, Remember. Remember. Those are those I are. Had... Yeah, Ed was right. I am butchering it. <laughs> what did you say, Ed? Uh... Remora, yeah. Remora, it's a yeah. Pokemon. Remoraid, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I said the Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was definitely one of my favorite scenes is the asteroid fight, um, in episode five, and also the fight in episode four when they're getting away. It's a good one too, but uh, this one definitely takes it more. My second favorite, I think you guys could attest to this, is the episode six final fight for Death Star two. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the space battle for it's that. It's so good. Oh. Hey, oh, also got... You know the best part now oh, is that we know that, but we've read uh, Fallen Stars, so mm. you can see what's going on in the minds of everyone who's flying in that, being like, "We're probably not coming back." Yeah, that's so we're true. Just mm. gonna, we're just gonna go, and everything else, you know, be damned at this point. Just you mean Lost Stars, right? Lost Stars. Okay. Yeah, Lost Stars. Fall in order. Exciting. Lost Stars. Order. Sorry. Just put them all <laughs> together. Also, one of one of the the minor little uh, points of that space battle that I always I like, but also find kind of funny, is the fact that it is uh, one of the first times that we get to see two different ethnicities uh, outside of Caucasian in a Star Wars battle, because there is an Asian guy and a. Uh, 
yeah, there's an Asian guy and a black guy in that fight. Oh, yeah. And they both die. <laughs> yeah. Along with Porkins in episode four. Pork- well, Porkins, oh, Porkins yeah. is white, isn't he? He is white, but it's Porkins, so. Yeah, that's true. Oh, <laughs> so he's wow. different. Well, oh I mean, I mean, like, why would you name a fat guy Porkins? Like, there's no oh, other come reason. On. You remember, you remember when they were filming this, right? Yeah, right. It was exactly. Like, yeah, the seventies, right? It's, yeah, it's it's, it's getting like, away just with kill everybody. That's Hollywood not, murder. Uh, yeah, terrible. wasn't that it's so terrible? When, when did when did Breakfast at Tiffany's come out? Oh god, at the same time. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I would probably around. I'm there, curious because that means that that means that yeah, it was made at a time when yellow face was acceptable. <laughs> that's that's true oh my god oh man but um yeah that's our fourth fun fact conversation for this episode <laughs> we're gonna end that there um uh, you can find us on twitter at voice force pod and tweet at us your force fun fact by including the hashtag force fun fact um and telling us what your favorite original trilogy moment was and if you want to add a little blurb or a little gif of the moment if you can find one uh, by all means and we'll definitely share that on the next episode and talk about those moments as well um, yeah so without further ado Ed do you want to tell everybody and all the kind listeners uh, what the podcast is about for this kind of discussion show oh Absolutely. Uh, well yeah go ahead sir, go ahead. sir real quick before we jump into that uh, good news because I just very quickly looked it up and there is a 16 year difference between Breakfast at Tiffany's and Star Wars. So Star Wars was made <laughs> in a more civilized time. There we go. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Except they just they screwed up with Porkins, like, hard. Yeah, well. <laughs> Before we get into the, the what is the podcast about, I just have to ask, because we're talking about Porkins quick. Did you guys read the comic about Porkins and Biggs going on vacation? What? Of course, he's going on vacation. It's a canon. It's a canon comic. It's fantastic. Oh my god! Yeah, that is ridiculous. Uh, we'll talk about that on the podcast one day. Um, sure. Okay, Ed, do you want to tell the kind listeners what the podcast is about? Absolutely. So for our discussion show, you be we'll have anything from new releases, or we talk about video games, TV shows, comic books novels themselves light novels as well movies general news anything from the fandom rumors we tend to that are that are popular enough we really go after uh board games and miniatures events and any sort of news relating to star wars fandom be it be it canon or not all right thank you um so before we get into the actual discussion part of the episode which is our main piece um we're going to just tell you how to contact the podcast in case you want to tell us and give us feedback about why you like Porkins, why you think it's also <laughs> offensive, or why you just want to yell at me for pointing that out. Um, you can just send us your hate mail. Uh, you can email us at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Again, that's voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter at voiceforcepod. If you uh, see our episode tweets on our Twitter feed, please retweet them because it does help other people see them on your Twitter feeds and it helps grow our listener base, grow the community and get some more voices flying around the force of the, the voice of the force podcast. Um, yeah, and they do us. flow around the force as well. You are we flow everywhere. Oh, of course. Uh, force. Uh, sorry. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash voice force pod. And uh, you can listen, rate, review and subscribe to the podcasts on. Are you ready? Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, and Pocket Cast, and Podbean. Reviewing helps with visibility, which means if you send us a review, 
whether it be one star or five or anywhere in between, <laughs> it helps other people find our podcast and know what to expect when they're about to listen to it. Uh, I think we have two reviews already, which is great. And um, if you could review us, it would take two minutes of your time and it would ha- really help us out. Um, you can also subscribe to the podcast feed on any of those platforms for free and it gives you our newest episode when it releases. On to the discussions. So, our first discussion topic today is Jedi Fallen Order by EA. And uh, the person who's going to guide us through this meditation is Edward. Thank you for coming to this class. (laughs) We are now an ASMR podcast. ASMR. (laughs) Here, Ed, with his quiet, calm, meaner. It's fantastic. Here's, here's here's some ASMR for you. <laughs> Silent feedback. Yes, Silent nothing feedback. nothing makes me calmer than hearing someone type on a keyboard. A clacky keyboard. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fallen Order discussion. Right. Yes. Jedi Fallen Order. Now you could search this on Google, YouTube. Use Bing if you want to. Bing like, is that thing, anywhere... is that still around? I have no idea. That's how well-known this is. You could use anything. Holy crap. There's turtles on the front page. No, it's not dead. If we (laughs) want to go even older, let's see if it's on askjeeves.com. Oh, there's no way Ask Jeeves is gone. (laughs) It is still around. still using it. It's ask.com now. Oh, okay. I was going to say, we just lost everyone who listens to the podcast that's 15 and under. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Remember to look it up on E-Bombs World. Oh, God. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a hit from the past. Yeah, don't actually go back to E-Bombs World. Don't, yeah, it's, 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 the, it's the old fortune of the internet. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of right. Anyways, <laughs> tangent aside. Let's talk about EA. Let's not. Let's yeah. talk about Fallen Order. <laughs> oh, boy. So, initially, what we saw at E3, they kind of showed just small cuts of things you could do things that people approved of things that people that, that people didn't approve of uh we have two candidates to talk about that right now but <laughs> shortly after they they had like these backstage uh conferences and they showed a couple videos and then they released a full offend uh offendle yeah official extended cut 4k graphics everything so if you have a display like that you can see it in all its alpha game splendor yeah. <laughs> but alpha, it's very 4k <laughs> those two it's things very... are like it's like watching something that was recorded in 240p in like 4k it just doesn't make sense dude it's hd 16 bit <laughs> it's so mm. good I, I will I will give 4K this because um, I have played another EA game that was in 4K, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, and in 4K itself, it actually I could actually tell a difference mostly oh, just because yeah because the particles look super pretty. Like you can play um, Battlefront 2 in 4K on a computer, mm-hmm. and it looks like oh it looks fantastic. It looks so nice. See, I wish I had tried that before, but uh, when I try to do a multiplayer game in 4K, uh, my computer starts screaming at me in <laughs> Eldric languages. <laughs> <laughs> or is it uh, Infernal languages? Yeah, basically. Eldric, yeah. Infernal, Same Abyssal, thing. Tongues. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. But, uh, and you need death troopers in this that pretty much sound the same, so that'll be Yeah. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but... I will... Sorry, go ahead. 
Oh no, I was just saying like I, I if I do run into death troopers in this game, I hope that like just I get a raw panic when they show up because I, I, I hope so too. I just yeah. want to hear some death trooper ASMR now. <laughs> we can we can look up the rogue one songs. They have a bunch of those. Oh my god. The the in canon reason why they sound like that, I was actually impressed with as well. Um because I, if people don't know, basically the reason that they sound like that in the canon explanation is because all of their uh, comm speakers have encrypted communications built and, in. Uh, where'd you oh, hear that? Sweet. Uh, I think that was in uh, one of the like Rogue One kind of visual dictionaries. Yeah, yeah. That's so, smart. Uh, yeah. So when they're talking to each other, they hear it in, in you know perfect common basic. English, whatever it is, um, but when when we're hearing it because we don't have that encryption, that sounds like that garbled static. So you can talk, oh, you can talk shit about your superiors all you want, and they don't know yeah. anything. That's yeah, well, they could they, that whole time they could have been running up uh, the the homestead at the beginning of Rogue One. They could have been like, oh, Krennic's always asshole. ordering us yeah. around. Yeah. yeah, oh, this this uh, stupid Imperial officer thinks that we're slaves. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> the, they're probably not ordered to talk, so they wouldn't. Well, they were talking. <laughs> they were like, they're, "Oh they're, yeah, for the mission." But in, yeah, in times like that, they'd probably just be like ready to act if anything. They're yeah. so they're so modified and so trained. Their loyalty is insane. So insulting their commanding officers <laughs> probably not something they do. Now the other people, maybe. I mean, oh yeah, like. In, in in all seriousness, there is a video online that I saw where someone actually uh, took off the sound modulation that they used for the Death Troopers, um, and then he puts like subtitles on what they're actually saying. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't actually figure out what they're saying, but yeah, no, I, just, I thought that was a really cool detail, and I hope they're super intimidating because they were a in little Fallen bit Order. underwhelming. Yeah, in Fallen Order, because they were a little bit underwhelming in Rebels. I feel like the purge troopers are going to be the real like hassle, in quotation marks, um, compared true. to death troopers because the death troopers are elite, but I feel like the purge troopers are specific to like Jedi hunting. Now let's talk about those asterisks. Now, <laughs> why do you say that? Is it because there's a certain scene where Cal? Now take this into effect that this we is don't probably going to be spoilery. Really well, yeah. yeah, but I mean, so, the, the the trailer's out there if, if you want yeah. to see this. You it's know, been watched 13 it million back. times. Yeah. So yeah. if you're not one of those 13 million, I do apologize. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, there's a scene, we don't know when in the story this mission, I guess you could say, is taking place. Probably it looks to be near the early stages of it, but we don't know how long this is going to be. Mm -hmm. And Cal has a certain power that we've seen displayed in the sequel trilogy. Um, very reminiscent of Kylo Ren, who we can assume has at least been training for years. Now, Cal as a Padawan probably was as well, but this is something you figure would be like, it, you know, higher up status, close to elite. Like, you'd probably want to be a knight before you attempted anything like this. And Noma, since you are really heated by this one why don't i ask you to explain just a bit more sure so basically uh the second time in the gameplay trailer that cal encounters a purge trooper um and you see it done a few times on objects and stuff beforehand he basically has an ability that's called force stasis and he can use the force to freeze an object now in the beginning he's using it on like generator 
fans. So that's fine, right? He's just using the Force to basically, you know, hold it in place, and then he can run around and do stuff. But when he fights the second Purge Trooper, he actually freezes the Purge Trooper in place, yeah. kills all the Stormtroopers around him, and then it starts hitting the Purge Trooper. And then they start a... a kind of looking like a simpler style of Sekiro combat um, and takes it out pretty easily. But I remember seeing that moment. And as soon as he froze the purge trooper, I was like, Oh no, this is a game for babies. <laughs> um, it's not, I don't cause... think it's a game meant for like, it's not it's supposed to be a, a terribly difficult progression game. Cause it's more story based than gameplay intense. Like it's not like your True. bloodborne, that we're like so used to dying no, every ten it's, seconds. Yeah, it's, it's, they're not going to make it mercilessly uh, difficult, but, but it's just it's one of those like yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's like why am I scared of the purge troopers if I can just freeze them in place? Yeah. Now, can I just say though, mm-hmm. I am extremely pleased to hear you call it stasis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I I've been pushing for that for so long, and it's just like, oh, this is a whole new thing. No, I've seen it for like the last five years. Yeah, it's yeah. Stasis. And it was always the force power. Where you were like, oh, this force power is gross. <laughs> yeah, it's OP as hell. Yeah, well, because in in certain things, like I can't remember what, it I can't remember if it was Knights of the Old Republic or, um, the Old Republic. Yes. Yeah. So it's the so, Jedi equivalent of force choke. Oh, okay. Because I, I can't, yeah, I can't remember. I'm thinking Knights of the Old Republic or Star Wars Jedi Academy. Um, but there it was might a have been Knights of the Old Republic. I don't remember it necessarily being in Academy, but that's always because I went for choking. I think it's so, in Knights of the Old Republic. I think it's a it's a feat you can get. Yeah. Okay, because because yeah, it was just it was a really sad ability where it was like you put a little force bubble around you or an enemy, and you can't hurt them, and they can't hurt you, and then it turns off and fighting continues. So it's just basically, if you're really hurt, you can freeze yourself and pray that the enemy goes away or try and freeze a really powerful enemy. And I never used it because it was always like, eh, that's not very interesting. Yeah, I could just like force lightning everybody. Yeah, exactly. I can, like like you guys were saying, I can force choke, I can, you know, lightning everyone, I can throw lightsabers at them. Why would or I want to Or force kill. That's always a good one. Yeah, force kill. That was such an OP <laughs> ability too. It's like, oh, you can oh, just force yeah. kill things? Okay. And if you're playing Nice Little Republic, it's all about force speed. That game is not okay. Oh, dude. Starts... Yeah, master speed, not okay. <laughs> like you, you are, and not only are you like moving fast, but your attack mm. speed goes up and everything too. Yeah, triples your attack speed when on the last form, and it's just like, all right, I yes, I want to turn into a hurricane of death. I did not know that. <laughs> oh oh my yeah. God. Now, this now is you the know... yes button. Yes. Now, okay. now you know how to beat. Uh, nice little bug on any difficulty. You just, just get four the... speed double lightsabers and turn into a dervish. <laughs> oh my god, a whirling dervish. <laughs> dervish. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So that is the thing. I'm and and we talked a little bit about it when we first saw it. So there's a couple things because it's an alpha that I hope they put in. Like the purge troopers just being immune to force stasis would be amazing. Um, it or being less, a very less time in stasis. Exactly, less time or like they have stasis. a resistance to it, or a certain amount, or even like a certain amount of stasis as you can use per level. Yeah, no, exactly. that, I feel like that would cut you down way too. In, much. If you're just in combat, I think that'd be fine. Like you can use it three I, times in combat. I can, and... I can see it being something like you can. It's got like an, uh, it's got like a ten second cooldown in an open environment, but a five minute cooldown when you hit an opponent with it. Okay, yeah, yeah I, I, the cooldown would be good. Yeah. yeah. Just like that's, I believe Starkiller had one as well with his force, like repulse. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a yeah. great move. 
yeah, he had one. So and you had it was basically the like the one move that Anakin has in Battlefront Two. Yes, <laughs> essentially <laughs> retribution. Retribution, yeah. Um, let's let's get into some discussion about Fallen Order, like what the story is that we know of so far, and like what we're expecting from it. Um, well, do you want me to well, start us off there? Or? If you want to, yeah. Sure. Um, so Jelly Fallen Order follows a uh, character named Cal Kestis, who is a survivor of Order 66, a Jedi survivor. Uh, he was a Padawan at the time, I believe, and now he's kind of on the run, kind of very similar to Kanan-esque um in in the same kind of story vein there um he has a droid named bd1 which is his companion which i am super excited for because he's cute as hell um, uh, that's what i was gonna mention though the positive uh, yeah for you he's so good bd1 oh my god he's like a mini atst droid it's amazing <laughs> um and we see that cal Castus in the trailer meets up accidentally uh with um saw Guerrera and some rebel troopers and they mm. are, you know, I, th I think it's Kashyyyk, but I'm not sure. It's some sort of, like, uh, nature-based planet uh, in, like, a forested area. And Cal is basically working with them to take down the Imperial presence either on this planet or in this area. And uh, that's pretty much all we know. There's some other characters in it. There's a female in there. Um uh, who else that we know of? I think that's it. There's the other. There's the other alien guy. I just can't remember what the race is called. Yeah, there's another alien dude in there too. Um, mm -hmm. But that's pretty much from what I can remember from the trailer and stuff. All you really get. Um, there's a really cool like cutscene they showed in the trailer as well um, at uh, Star Wars Celebration where it was like Cal on like a dismantling crew for um, a Star Destroyer or like a Republic freighter oh, yeah, yeah. or something like that yeah and basically like one of the guys falls off that he's working with and he uses the force to catch him um very oh, very yeah. reminiscent of a new dawn if you remember that where oh, kanan's yeah. in the mines and the guy's like falling away on like the repulsor lift or whatever yeah on the, the moon the and difference he, being uh, and he catches them. the difference being that kanan doesn't get caught and it looks like uh cal does yeah cal gets noticed yeah. um which is interesting so um that's pretty much the story so far for Fallen Order. Uh, what do you guys think about that and like where the story might go and maybe the similarities or differences between Kanan and Cal? Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm interested in seeing the adventures of Kanan 2. Uh, <laughs> you know what? It's not even Cal's story. It's BD's story, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, this is basically this is Kanan sans Hot Twilight. Um, yeah. so the and instead, uh, uh, like how you call female. you call Hera hot toy, like instead of just Hera. I'm... <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's I don't know, it's interesting. Uh, Cal in general just kind of reminds me of someone trying to smush Kanan and and uh, Star Killer together. You know uh, what? Yeah, to I me, to me, it felt like Kanan and Ezra. Oh yeah, I don't really see his his naivete. Well, he's younger um, than Kanan. That's the like I get in that because he's a little bit younger, and he's that's true. He's on his own, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But so um, kind of like you mean when Kanan was Ezra's age, kind of thing. Well, like if you took Kanan and you put him at Ezra's age and gave him a little bit of Ezra's traits, you get Cal. I guess so. He seems less jaded, though. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure. So I I, I see, I kind of see like the personality of. 
I mean, just from what we've seen so far of Starkiller, where it's like kind of awkward and not really knowing what he's supposed to be doing and um, just trying to get by unnoticed kind of a thing. And then you've got uh, Kanan's, like, you know, what he went through and he still has those force powers, although his force powers seem much stronger than Kanan's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's It's interesting. If this was, I mean, I am horribly biased on this topic, but if it was a Bioware game, I would be very, well, I'd be interested. Um, Bioware these days has kind of changed a bit, but I'd be interested because I'd know that there's solid character writing and there's some framework of a decent story with good twists. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys were the guys who did its respawn, right? So they did... Titanfall. Yeah, Titanfall, which I didn't play Titanfall 2, but I heard it had a good story. It was a great story. In that. Okay. It was. It went like it went under the radar for a bit, but its story was amazing. Okay. Um, honestly, I I do have hopes for respawn because I did love Titanfall one, loved all that that gameplay. Um, so I know that it can be solid there as long as EA is not interfering with it too much. Um, I think they're giving it some breathing room for sure. I, I hope so. I like but how one neat. of the points... I'm so sorry, I'm hitting a negative point mm. here, but I love the one of the points <laughs> when they're on stage at Celebration. They're like, and it has no microtransactions. It was a point. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, don't, do not take that at face value, though, because the number of times EA has said that there are no microtransactions in a game, they said there yeah, were no microtransactions in Battlefront 2 before Battlefront 2 came out. Oh, yeah. yeah. We know how much of the truth that was. Yeah, and they were totally telling the truth with that game, right? So, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't... I wouldn't... I, there is going to be something in there that is going to be designed to get your money. I don't know what it's going to be. Probably, like, skins, like every other game now. Lightsaber colors, something. Like, yeah, lightsaber hilt. Almost anything. Get XP Kylo Ren's packs. lightsaber hilt or something, you know? Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be... It's EA. There has to be something in there. Um, so we'll see. It's it's a game that, at least for me, I'm watching with curiosity, but a very reserved curiosity. How about you, Ed? I mean, something that you can at least take some sort of solace on, Noma, they mm. do have something Bioware-esque in the, in the form of, like, decisions or like at least choices that you can make in uh in like cutscenes and things like that it looks oh, like that's nice because when he's speaking to like his i don't know his support on the ship like they ask him like okay well what do you want to do and he gives like you have a choice as to what you want to say or like like if you want to help saw or not or whatever i'm sure like the story will probably still go the same way regardless of what you pick mm-hmm. but um it's just nice to see that kind of option where it's just like, you know, you do have some input on this. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm curious too because if Respawn took cues from older Bioware, um, then that would be great. There'd be, you know, a bunch of branching paths and maybe you can do different things with your crew and stuff like that. Mm. But, I mean, I'm not expecting some sort of AAA old school Bioware treatment from this. Like a Mass Effect not you're not all, expecting yeah. that. Exactly. exactly. I'm, I'm more expecting, uh, hopefully, I mean, if I'm being completely optimistic, it would be a really fun, enjoyable third-person action game with light role-playing elements. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm expecting. Yeah. Just some fun where we finally have, like, a story again. Exactly. Something like that. A, a good overarching Star Wars story yep. would be a, a very nice treat. I could totally see and that. Then, 
if it does get uh, like decent reviews, if it comes out and it does really well, there could always be the potential to be like, you know what, if his story didn't have like a definitive end because they can't mm. tie him into anything. Oh my god, if uh, they kill him with see... an explosion in like a gas field, I'm gonna just be like, it's canon 2, and I'm done. <laughs> By the way, spoilers for Rebels if you haven't seen Rebels. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, it depends. Is he going to get blinded by uh, one of Darth the Inquisitors? For... Yeah. <laughs> if he gets gonna blinded be... by Darth Maul, oh, I'm just done. Well, He's going to look at the Inquisitor. And the... You know what I really yeah, hope they don't real. bring to this game? Inquisitor what? helicopters. Inquisicopters? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they probably will. Hashtag do. Inquisicopter. I, I kind of want to see it. Won't. I, I do. I, yeah, I want to see it just so my eyes can roll into the back of my skull. <laughs> well, it'd be great if they addressed it. Like, he says something snarky and be like, oh, no, that's kind of... Yeah. That's not how, yeah, that's not how lightsabers work. By the work. way, I'm writing Inquisicopter down as an episode title. Possibly. <laughs> that's a perfect name for an episode title. Um, yeah. Uh, Story-based, where do you think it might end? Do you think it's going to end Rebels timeline? Are you thinking it's going to end uh, episode four? Like, what do you think? What? He's going to find Kenobi, I think. You think so? <laughs> I hope not. Mal Maul found him after all those years and everything. But Maul had Maul had a very very hard and connection like, with Okenobi, and he had to do some like crazy holocron stuff. Like he went through a lot to get to Kenobi. You know what? You know what? I'm if gonna, not Kenobi, then Yoda. I was I was about to say I I'm gonna say. double down on Ed's thing. He's gonna find Yoda. That would make more <laughs> sense. Like Ezra did in the temple when he like was meditating and he saw yeah. Yoda and his. I could see that. They end. They end the game with, like, they're on the run and they need to find somewhere to go. And he goes, we're going to go to an abandoned sector. No one ever goes to this section of space. What's come there? Over, yeah, come out oh. over a planet and goes, what What planet is this? It looks like, you know, a dust uh, swamp ball from the middle of nowhere. It's called Dagobah. Oh, Cut God. to credits. Yeah. If they do that, I'll be like, ugh. <laughs> but if they do, like, an Ezra thing where See, he's, like, in a temple or something or meditating and then he sees Yoda in, like, that dark realm i'd be okay with that what i i can see is like basically because this is tragedy right and they're still being hunted like his team gets slaughtered either mm. by vader or an inquisitor or something like that he's just kind of lost again and this is where like he kind of just hears yoda's voice just how like ben talks to to luke yeah and i mean like there's only one person who talks like that. He just kind of guides him. Even if he doesn't meet him, he's just like, he's your guide for a little bit. Okay. I don't know. Something that something to tie in another one, if anything. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I really hope there's actually, now that we're talking about this, um, some like flashback playable scenes where like you have to deal with like order 66 and like your master gets to sh like completely run down by the clones. Oh, and you have to like run I away from like, yeah, like the beginning. I hope that's not the beginning, but oh, I hope it's yeah. like a flashback throughout. Like, it's something that you revisit. So you learn more about Cal as you play through the story. See, I, I feel like they would use that as, like, a kind of tutorial, though, for, like, your basic moves. And what I, yeah. I guess so. I don't know. I feel like it has more meaning if you if you give us little tidbits here and there. I, mean, I, just, I don't disagree. I'm just saying, like, from the way games yeah. based then, that's like, that would be one of the easiest things for them to do. Like, here's how you yeah. do all your stuff. Yeah, and I as mean, you go the game, you'll learn more. Yeah, come back. Yeah, and I mean, like, best of both worlds would be like it starts off with Order sixty six, and you see the betrayal, and you get your tutorial, and then halfway through the game, it flashes back again, and then you get your big, you know, 
escape you, and have your standoff with clones and all that kind of stuff. Or it's mm -hmm. like that's your moment where like you unlock something because you've gone past like a mental block of that day or whatever. Like, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, blah, 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 this and yeah. some stupid catchy R phrase. Oh, remember, it'll always be with you. Remember to believe in the me that believes in you. <laughs> Once they do that, be like, okay, now we have our power thing and mm -hmm. here we go. The power to pull Star Destroyers out of the sky. Completely oh. original. Oh my god. I hope not. Um, I'm really excited <laughs> for this game, though. Honestly, point. like, I know, Noma, you're, like, kind of baited breath with this game. But I, I'm excited that it's eh. going to be the first third-person Star Wars game with a good story that's canonical. I just, I, I, I have good hopes for it. I'm not over-excited for it, but I am, mm. I am, I am hyped for it, I guess. Like... I think hyped is too much of a word for it, but like I'm just you're excited. Um, yeah, I'm excited, but I'm not overly um, like like I'm not like starry eyed. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're 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 hoping the game's really good, but you haven't gone out and pre-ordered the collector's edition already. Yeah, is there a collector's <laughs> edition for this? It's uh, yeah, there's gonna be. I gotta look this up. Yeah. I, I can't see there not being one. You so right now they have your curiosity, not your attention. Yes. Ooh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, Ed, you were talking to me the other day, um, and you said something about like how you had to kind of hype up this game, uh, like because people kind of came in they're like, "Oh, it's an EA title." Do you mm. want to talk about that yeah. a little bit? Well, it's kind of I did pretty much what we do here, in terms of oh, oh, this game, well, it's EA. And so it's like, well, it's like you start off it's like, well, what do you like about Star Wars? Like obviously, when you came in, you saw it first and what drew your eyes to the box it could have been lightsabers it could have been the name it could have been everything and then you saw the ea and then you're like oh well, mm. <laughs> which you know understandable don't get me wrong like mm. i won't i won't fault anybody for that they've done it to themselves enough where people will be that way and that's how you should be scrutinizing everything you want to play this is your time this is your money you should um but at the same time it's not good to just dismiss everything based on the association i guess you could say and this one like we're all like we all kind of stated different things that we want to see or why we want to see it or things we can allude to like you know what maybe we're just playing it to look at differences or similarities between it could be like you were saying you were seeing a lot of similarities with canaan so you want to see you know what how deep do those similarities go like some people may just be starving for a new kind of story game but if you mm -hmm. if you look at it right away and you see ea and you don't even ask any further you don't look into it any further you may not know that it's a story game no matter how prevalent it is out there because you won't want to take any notice to it or you know you see the ea and you're just like well let me tell you all the reasons you forget why you even looked at it in the first place because <laughs> you're just on this rant mm -hmm. which again you know nothing nothing bad for that and yeah. again they've they've worked their way unfortunately into that but oh, yeah. these are these are just some of the few things where it's just like you know you can't just dismiss everything just based on that alone there's got to be there's got to be something for it yeah and i think i think at the end of the day it just means that you just all you need to do when you see something like this is just be smart about it like you can see the game and you know be like you can be like me and see the game and be like well it's ea it's gonna probably be a trash fire but that doesn't mean i'm gonna refuse to ever play this game and you know i'm never gonna touch it it just means i'm not gonna spend any money on this game 
at all before it comes out and I've seen the reviews and if there's any fallout um, from this. Which right? is like I, honestly a smart way to do it. Yeah, because it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, with, with with a game like e, with with companies like EA, you need to understand that this you have to wait for this game to come out and then you have to wait for all the reviews to come out and then you have to wait for about a month to go by. Yeah, because during that month, that is when all of the things that they said wouldn't come into the game will show themselves. That's when the microtransactions will pop up. That's when the uh, paywalls will show up. That's when if, all the glitches if, are going to come out. If they will be doing right? that, which if, yeah. is a possibility. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like if they're going to go and announce that on, at Star Wars Celebration that there's no microtransactions, I am going to be naive and say, yes, I believe <laughs> that they're not going to because they mm-hmm. went out of their way to say that it is not going to have it. I and could see DLC. I could totally mm-hmm. see yeah. DLC, but that's different. Yeah, DLC, exactly. DLC happens with story. like Spider-Man, like, and it's good mm. DLC. You need to have good story-driven, you know, and Contents. and yeah. costumes or whatever in your DLC, and that makes it worth it. Um, now, talking about the the deluxe edition, they have a deluxe edition for eighty nine ninety nine, mm. but EB Games in Canada here, Electronic Boutique, Electronics Boutique in uh, states, I guess is what it's called. Um, no, they GameStop. have a no GameStop. GameStop. Yeah. Uh, uh, $129, so $40 more, and you get a Black Series figure that it does not show a picture and or tell you what Black oh. Series figure you get. Oh, I'm pretty boy. sure it's Cal. <laughs> right? But it's like yeah. $40 for a Black Series? Black Series figures are like $25. 30 mm. 30 yeah. Right? But like $40 extra. Dollars. That's ridiculous. But the Deluxe Edition gives you three... Um, sorry, one lightsaber color change, which is orange. They also yep. give you a Maigito campaign like lightsaber hilt and an Umbaran yep. campaign lightsaber hilt. They give you a BD1 skin okay. that's yellow, a BD1 skin that's like red and black. Um, they give you your apparently your ship is called the Mantis, um, and it's crimson color. Ooh, those bounty hunters out there, D5. Right, it's not <laughs> that exactly though. It looks like a it looks like a small tiny version of. Um, Dryden Voss's yacht, okay, um, kind okay. of thing, like almost like uh, Ahsoka's ship from um, Rebels. You know, like the one with the weird wing. Oh yeah, yeah. that one at um, the at the very end, yeah. Yeah, and then the digital art book you get, and then you get a director's cut behind the scenes videos. Oh, that actually be interesting to watch. I'll, but I'll I mean, give that a watch. That shouldn't be behind a paywall of a deluxe edition. That well, should the just be like out there. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, the deluxe edition will always be available. It's not a limited time thing. I, I yeah. assume. Um, but yeah, it'll always like, be like some kind of deluxe upgrade, ten bucks or something. So far, it doesn't mm-hmm. look like there's any pre-order um, things. Oh, pre-order. Oh, the pre-order bonus is the orange lightsaber color, the BD one skin that's yellow, and the two mm-hmm. hilts. And then the deluxe okay. edition gives you the skins for the ship, the red skin for the droid. The digital art book and then the digital or the director's cut. Okay. Okay. So you get half of the things for the pre-order and half of the things for the deluxe edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds pretty uh pretty standard. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Um, are we good to move on from this conversation on to the next thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. The next one we've been waiting to do for a long time. Star mm-hmm. Wars: The Rise of Skywalker trailer breakdown and. We're going to go through this frame by frame, 
I guess. <laughs> there, the, yeah, there was one or two things I, I uh, looked over real quick while we were setting up for this. Um, and there was one or two little scenes that I'd, I'd missed in the, my last couple of viewings of it that I'm interested in seeing. They look like nice little things. Um, the first is, I mean, again, spoilers for the trailer, but I'm assuming people have seen the trailer. It's at 30 million views right now. Um, so one thing I didn't notice is there's about a one-second clip right before Ray hugs uh, Leia where there is an A-wing going down. Um, and I'm, yeah, I like yeah, that. I'm I forgot very about excited. That. I'm very excited to see a rebel ship that isn't an X-Wing because that's the only fighter we've seen in the last two movies. That's true. We've also, no, we've seen the A-Wings flying around. Have there been, been A-Wings? Yeah, in... Tally Lintra. And then she died. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, so there has been an, yeah, but I, it was so memorable that I forgot about it. Exactly. <laughs> um, because it was eclipsed by those stupid bombers. Not that I'm yeah. biased. Oh, <laughs> Um, okay, yeah. let's get into this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan's trying to censor me. <laughs> so let's start at let's start at like I'd, I'd say like 19 seconds. It's literally just Ray breathing really heavily, and mm. uh, Luke is talking to Ray and telling her, um, you know, it's all all the thousand years of knowledge is it's it's up to you now, right? And uh, we see. Ray just standing in the desert, breathing heavily, as humid air, or I guess arid air from the desert, um, is super hot and super annoying. Mm. And then we get Ray pulling out the lightsaber. Um, I'm just going to mm. go back a frame here. No, that, that's actually something I wanted to bring up yeah. as a discussion point. Um, the lightsaber that we saw. Yeah, we saw Anakin cleaved in. Yeah, that's true, Anakin's. Well, Anakin doesn't exist anymore. It's Luke's. Hey, he's a helmet. Anakin doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> he's dead. He's a helmet on a pedestal in <laughs> Kylo's room. That's um, yeah. Sculpted. But the two things I'm interested in for that are, A, the last time we saw that lightsaber, it was exploding in two pieces. Yep. Um, so I'm curious if that's the same lightsaber, because something that occurred to me is this is Disney that we're talking about. The people who have, for how many movies now, been masterfully airbrushing and CGIing their Marvel trailers to show things that are different, you know, show things completely wrong, right? Like if you saw the first one is Thor Ragnarok. Um, if you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, spoilers. But you know, at the end of the movie, Thor loses an eye, but they show scenes with him, with two him eyes. after he's lost. Yeah, with two eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Infinity War had the same thing where they lied about how many stones Thanos had at a certain point in the movie. Um, so it's not inconceivable that they could have done the same for you this. Know, yeah. Given her a different lightsaber prop or CGI to different lightsaber. So she could have made her own lightsaber. The thing that makes me think that this is actually legit is that the lightsaber she's holding is the same form as Luke's or Anakin's lightsaber. Um, the thing that I noticed different about it is that there's a section here in the middle where she's grabbing and it's black. And I believe that would be the thing that would be holding this lightsaber together. Okay. It's a new piece because that's not on the old lightsaber, um, and I don't. I'm not sure because I, I don't know Luke's exactly. Let me just look it up. Anakin lightsaber um, is the bottom part with all the, like the black lines. If oh, you go that's, back that's original. That's, Sorry, that's still that's no, no. still Anakin. I know that, but at the very end of the lightsaber, if you look, oh, it, it has it. Okay, um, the like little silver pieces in the black lines. 
the little yeah. oh, yeah. I didn't know those were there. I thought they were just like straight black, but they're little like um Oh, you screws. mean the little nubs? Yeah, they're mm. little screws. I just I just looked it up and it's it's the same. But the black part where she's holding is brand new. Um, you can okay. tell okay. the top gonna, of the lightsaber is exactly the same as Luke's and Anakin's old one. One sec, because I want to see this again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna freeze it right when I'm at she's 29 she, seconds. Like, it, it pans. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Like right where the activator is, kind of. Yeah, like, like the, the black the band around it. Yeah, so that that like I, as soon as yeah, I saw this trailer right. the first time, I saw that. And I'm like, that's Luke's or Anakin's lightsaber. I keep on mixing that up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's Anakin's lightsaber, and it was ripped in half. How is it there? And I saw the black band. I'm like, oh, what she did to replace. I mean, she's yeah. a jumper, right? So yeah, she could she, totally yeah. repair a lightsaber. She would have those innate, especially with the force skills. now, right? <laughs> so in the next trilogy is I'm just I'm just imagining now in like every subsequent tril- trilogy, people just bolt on more pieces to the lightsaber. Oh god, it's just like. God. It's like, like in, the, in the next um, lightsaber builders, where you can like have like eighteen blades coming out of your lightsaber. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I'm imagining in the next trilogy, it's like a saber staff, and so someone just puts like an extendable piece on the end, and then yeah, yeah they vent it and all that stuff. Um. So let's fast forward a little bit, and I'm around like thirty three seconds. You see the thirty two, thirty mm-hmm. yeah, thirty two seconds. You see the Tie Fighter in the distance. Um. It kind of unfocuses from Ray and focuses on the Tie Fighter. Um, you see it kind of coming towards her. She's super apathetic. Like her face is like, she's prepared herself for this. I feel like it's not mm-hmm. a surprise that she sees this. She's got that Jedi clarity or whatever. Well, no, no people, people are like thinking like, is this training? Like is Kylo training with Ray? Are they like, is this something that they've set up to test her abilities? Is this? Yeah. Cause he's not firing at her. No. Yeah. He could be firing Kylo at her. Well, Although, let's, let's go forward a little bit. So we have every generation has a legend, and it goes mm-hmm. a little bit forward. Um, I w- pans across. I, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say I will say I I like the new design of this tie silencer. Oh, a lot. It is looks this a silencer? So much nicer. Yes. I, is it? I think so. It's got the same larger oversized wings. Yeah, it does. The I silencers were connected, though, weren't they? Like, it was just two wings. They weren't, like, flared into four or anything like that. So we have two uh, of silencers. Here. They still are at the tips. Um, it's just much flatter and, and longer. Um, but oh, it had okay, that, I see what you mean. Yeah, but it had that ugly square cockpit. Um, yeah, that was just filled with red light, basically. Yeah. Those are totally yeah, Kylo yeah, Ren's gloves, by the way. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, but yeah, like I, I love the look of this new silencer. It looks like the classic, you know, tie interceptor, but it's tie silencer's wings, and mm-hmm. it looks like Kylo made some modification to it. You can kind of see the antennas bolted onto the side, and yeah, oh, that, and the that, cockpit, that... the red cockpit, and oh, like the... yeah, the red accents are yeah. just they look very they nice. look really nice. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, and then so we see we see Ray running away from the tie the tie um, silencer, and. Like we said, like he's not firing. Are his weapon systems down? Potentially, I don't know. Um, that could definitely be another thing. Um, but he's got he's got those super beautiful wings on that ship. She flips over it, but as I don't know if you see, I don't know if is she deactivating lightsaber? No, it's still active. Nope. So she's yeah. still she's she, is she gonna cut off a wing? Is she what is she doing? Nobody knows. Do you think that's a training exercise? Do you think that's what do you think? 
I'm not sure because like this is overanalyzing a lot, I think. But if you look at it right before it cuts, she is about to collide with the cockpit. Like she did not make that jump. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and she like cleared. Oh the yeah, her head is gonna get yeah. clipped. She's about to get pancakes. <laughs> well, I, no, her legs are gonna come around, right? And that's gonna lift her head up. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe at that speed. She yeah, her head's gonna come back up. All right. Mm, yeah, just not attached to the body. Could you imagine if that's how it ends? Thunk. <laughs> <laughs> All you hear is uh, yeah, just like a thunk. Yeah, you weren't special. Yeah, and then the, yeah, the the wasted GTA sign comes up. Like... Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so we go over to the other scene that I really enjoy, which is the A wing, or not an A wing, but like a shuttle ship. It looks like it's hard to see; it's blurry, but um, yeah. It looks like almost like an A-wing rear end with the two thrusters. It kind of looks like um, I think it's just because the because of the engine design. It kind of looks like someone spliced an A-wing and a U-wing together. Yeah, almost, almost. Yeah. It's got those engines of the A-wing, but like a oh, body and, of a U. Yeah, and it's got is little. Is this side one? Pins. It's just going down before. This the is in the city. This is going towards yeah. the city in the like the cloudy area. But a minute yeah, so fourteen seconds. One, one ten. Yeah. 110. One, 110 to 114. So this Christmas. Shit. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, Definitely has that feel to it. Come back. Come back. Let's, thanks to the power of YouTube, we can slow this down. If you hit this, if you hit the comma button, it goes le- like it goes back a frame. If you hold it, it goes like slow-ish. You can, oh no, like... I, I know that. Okay. I'm talking about playback speed. Oh, I'm just play, using play, the, I'm just using half. the the buttons. You don't even have to use the okay. playback speed. No, I know, but like for like the half the speed, so I can see that ship coming a little slower, so I can look at it a little better. You know. True. It mind you, it makes the sound quality terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but as it flies in, oh god, that's fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like. Oh boy, okay, I'm gonna go a little slower, so uh, be patient with me, be patient with me. There we go. It looks like a land speeder. Yeah, a little bit, very flat. Yeah, it's got that... Like, you know you know what it really reminds me of? Is that, a, Do you is that the cockpit on in... top? I don't think so, I think that's just part of the back. It's like, you remember in episode 2 when Anakin's driving like that speeder through Coruscant, trying oh, to catch yeah, Obi-Wan? Yeah. It's similar to that, it yeah, It reminds yeah, yeah. me of that. It has a vibe, it, it got a little bit yeah. of a vibe to the one there, yeah. The yellow one he's driving. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move forward. Flying towards some sort of like mountainous like city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get... it, it, it's 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 that gambling place all over again. Oh, we get... God, no, no. I'm let's never go back there. Yeah. But because it's snowing, I wonder if that's the place where they find what's her name, Zora Bliss. Zora Bliss, or it could be. Yeah. Is it snow or is it ash? It could be ash. It's Pantora. Oh, that'd be interesting yeah. if it was Pantora. It does. Look... It does look like uh, snow, but okay. just because it's up in the clouds as well, right? Oh, so. that's true, yeah. That's true. Um, we get to the next scene where Kylo is decking. It looks like a Knights of Ren character, if you go slow. Oh, I think that's, I think that's a generic alien. Is it? Because it looks like he's got the Knights of Ren, like, bodysuit on and, like, garb. And he's got a weapon of some sort that's, like, a hammer. People were debating this, too. Is that a Knights of Ren character, or is that... he's? If he he is, like he's one of the rebel things. Those those new people that are helping them out. Remember when we looked at those? Oh, pictures? okay. Maybe. If, if well, he... not rebel. Sorry, resistance. 
Yeah, if he is a Knight of Ren, he's a very chunky Knight of Ren. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But he's taken him down. Like, he... he I, you would assume that would have cleaved the guy in half, but he's got him by the hilt. Like, he hits him with the hilt, mm-hmm. but he's burning him with, like, the side lightsaber he's, ignited. He's giving him the fin treatment. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. literally just taking him to the ground, and I don't know, I want to see him, like, finish him off with, like, a blade through the chest or something. Well, cool. yeah, if you if you go to the last frame right before it cuts, yeah, um, the guy's got a very, very chunky helmet on. Yeah, um, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, it looks a, he looks a little bit too big and clunky to be a, a knight of Ren. Okay, it's funny holding this button now and see him fly back up, only have Ren slam him back down. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's like no, and then we get him making his helmet one piece again with all the cool designs. Yeah. Now this is a funny piece that we we were talking to the guy that we met at Star Wars Celebration, um, in the crowd for where was that? Wasn't that the opening line? Uh, no, we were going to uh, the the cantina, and oh, we okay. we were meeting up at um, like the entrance from one building to the other, and we saw this guy in a Kylo outfit. Yeah. Okay. I know so we right. talked yeah. we talked oh, to yeah. him, and he's like, "Yeah, now I got to redo my helmet." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> totally, totally cosplay worthy here, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's redoing his helmet and putting it back together. It didn't look salvageable when he destroyed it in episode eight, but um, it looks yeah, like well, he has it kind of cut in half still. If you look in the back there, there's the other half of it. So he's still welding it piece by piece together there. We're around yeah, 119. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that it was um, I'm sure that it, it was supposed to be smashed into a billion pieces because, you know, Rian Johnson didn't want to have that helmet anymore mm. um but clearly abrams likes the helmet a lot so interesting mm. power of director do you guys notice that directors. the character that's putting the helmet together is harry hands it's not kylo oh yeah yeah it's like some sort of maybe ugnot or like oh, yeah, right. or something like it's a it looks almost not ewok like but i don't yeah. know yeah, those hands are too grubby. Um, I mean, it could be Kylo. Have we seen his hands? They've always yeah, been. Yeah. Oh, we have. We have. Could you imagine yeah, if it was Kylo's hands? It tossed oh fur coming out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Because we've always seen him glove, but there was one scene where he was half naked. So there's that. Um, and we get a scene of Finn and Poe being badass on a cliffside in like a desert. Poe's got Ray's staff. And, uh, sorry, Finn has Ray's staff and Poe's up on the on the cliff there or on the the rock formation just looking like a badass like drake from uncharted <laughs> um what else we got here oh we get bb8 and the new uh dio it was me. Oh, no, dio. <laughs> can, can we just when this movie comes out can we replace all of the beeps and blorps with like just lines from dio that would be great when he's like when he's like rolling away just yeah. <laughs> um, so we have them looking curious. I'm sure. I'm sure someone will make that edit. Oh because my it's god! A little bit too perfect. Uh, and then we have Chewie and Lando flying. Looks like Chewie's having a good time, and Lando's laughing <laughs> through hyperspace. Are they coming mm. up? Can we see the planet they're coming up on? No. And we get through the saga comes to an end, and you see them on like a skiff flying through this like desert area with all these maybe vaporators or um 
I don't know. Yeah. It might be like checkpoints. Kind of Italian looking. Sorry. Kind of like the kind of looks like the. Eh, they're smaller though. The towers from Tatooine. Yeah, they're they're very reminiscent of like a vaporator tower or something. Mm-hmm. And it looks like those are stormtroopers with jetpacks. I do like those first order jetpack troopers. Yeah, those look pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, they're white armor. They have to be. Oh yeah. Uh, And it looks like there's one on a speeder bike. Uh, I'm frame by framing this. If are we are you at the fight part where they're seeing on the skiff? One thirty ish. Or one twenty nine ish. He's on he's on uh he's a jetpack. Yeah, but there's a guy on the ground too, right? Is there? And it looks like he's yeah. Oh, there is. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that. It looks like he's kicking up some wake behind him. So. Yeah, he's got a. New, there's a new speeder bike or something. I didn't yeah. even see that. And oh yeah, and the skiff is clearly shooting at the guy on the bike. So yeah, some new. Those, speeder those are first order for sure. Yeah, and we have mm-hmm. C-3PO here with uh, Poe and Finn, and just holding on to that mass for dear life. <laughs> it's so good. Um, then we get an A-wing going down, hard. Going just, down, going past a Star Destroyer, it looks like, it actually. It looks like a Star Destroyer with some red highlights, like a Republic vessel. Hmm, it's got yeah, that, that's true. It's got that red, like, pinstripe down the middle, which is Republic. Maybe that's an old Republic thing they've repurposed. That'd be cool, actually. That would be awesome if the Resistance had one. If this was actually a Venator, yeah. Oh, my God. Or an old Star Destroyer, yeah. That'd be fantastic. Um, then we get to see the old Yavin 4 medal. And mm-hmm. it looks like I guess Leia is just kind of reminiscing on it, and she's hugging Ray, looking fine. Carrie Fisher, so emo- so much. When when Carrie popped up in this trailer as Leia, oh my god, mm-hmm. I was I was like teary eyed at the convention. Oh yeah, them feels. And then we get our final scene, I believe, with Chewie, Dio, BB-8, C-3PO, Poe, Finn, and Ray. Walking up to the remnants of the Death Star 2, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have been pointing out that Ray has this backpack satchel in her right hand. And are speculating maybe she has something that they need to use, like an item or like a relic or something like that, that she has in that backpack mm. to do something with this Death Star and with Palpatine. Because, obviously, they're on some sort of water planet because the Death Star looks like it's in the ocean. I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys noticed that it's all water there. Yeah, and that's one of the things where I, I think we talked about it a little bit on an earlier episode where it could have fallen onto whatever planet Endor is the moon for. Yeah, yeah, we were talking um, about that. Yeah, that, that's kind of what makes sense to me because they do. there is that giant planet that the Death Star is you know, orbiting above, and that's not actually Endor, right? Um, yeah. It was as far as I remember, anyways. Because yeah. the battle was on the for- above the forest moon of Endor, right? Yeah, yeah. But so if it crashed into the actual main planet, that gives you a great opportunity to make a new planet and mm-hmm. have all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So, so we get from there, we fast forward and we're hearing a whole bunch of stuff. And we cut to Black and the Palpatine laugh, which is <laughs> so iconic. The blue Star Wars logo, which I'm a huge fan of. And the rise of Skywalker. So mm-hmm. That trailer, damn, that was something to watch at a convention. Though I would have loved to seen it in person, like in the actual auditorium, because yeah. having um, Ian McDermott walk out on stage, oh, that would have been crazy to see. Yeah. So, 
Now I wonder if the... Oh yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, I can see the theme they're doing. Because I, I was... As you said that, I was like, oh yeah, was The Force Awakens yellow? And it was, so it's... We're going Solo through the Solo was also yellow. Oh yeah, but it's just for this yeah, trilogy. Yeah, right? was red. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going through the primary colors. Red, yellow, green, or blue. Okay. Um... Do you think it's it's reminiscent of like the lightsaber colors? Oh, that's a good point. It could be. Um, Cause, oh like, no, because blue would be the the, Luke, the Anakin lightsaber, right? Yeah. The rise of Skywalker and his lightsaber is blue. Yeah, but that's kind of what I'm getting. How many yellow lightsabers are there? That's the thing. Canon. Yeah. Do you think that this one is though specific to that or no? I I think they're just running through the RGB colors. Okay. Uh, that's what it seems like at least. But yeah. I mean, who knows? They could be trying to do a whole... If Luke comes back, right, that would be a whole thing. Do you guys have any thoughts of, like, what you're expecting? Like, what is something that you want them to do? Like, maybe one thing you want them to do and one thing you don't want them to do. <laughs> how, how pessimistic am I allowed to get? <laughs> you know what? Extremely. As pessimistic as you want. But I would start with the bad and end with the good. Mm. Oh, so I'll start with the good because the good is the absolute best thing that this movie could do for me is make me invested in the sequel trilogy is rewatch the last jedi and be like this is actually like it makes sense now no not even that because that's never gonna happen (laughs) um (laughs) i'm still trying to get you on this train man okay so the first the first hurdle to get over is to explain to me why at the end of the movie rose states that her sister died for nothing yeah i get you (laughs) i get you that is one of the first of many hurdles because she does say we're not gonna uh, what's I don't, we're not gonna win this war by sacrificing ourselves for those we care about. We're gonna sac- we're gonna win it by protecting what we love. So she literally just says, "My sister died at the beginning of this movie for nothing." Well, um, she, she loves Finn, so there's that. Yeah. So her sister didn't love her. Well, her See how dead. she does. <laughs> well, it's not that her sister's exactly. dead, trying to protect. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you're reading into it too much. In the fact well, that, like, no, she, like her he, sister died, but yeah, sacrificing herself for what she wanted to protect, right? And that is maybe something. She, she also, <laughs> she also, she didn't. She did. She did sacrifice herself, but there was really yeah. no way out of that. There was no choice there. Like she mm. was forced to do that, right? If only so Rose had shown up in a speeder. <laughs> she also protected what she loved, so she did both. Right. Yeah, but it's still. It's still saying that my that you shouldn't sacrifice yourself to protect others. And I get that it. is kind of the core of what you did. I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah, Just, but it, I mean, it, it can be like I can see why why you're saying like yeah, it is bad writing. In in comparison, if you're comparing it to her yeah, sister's death, for sure. It's it's trying to make a. I, I saw what he was trying to do is trying to make a nice point that subverts what you know normal war movies do. But yeah, when you forget about the beginning of your own movie um but yeah either way um that's <laughs> okay. that's the main thing because i still there's no reason for me to right now fear the first order i don't know what they're capable of as far as i know they haven't conquered any planets um yeah like i i just i don't know well, why i'm prime they destroyed right and everything surrounding but... it yeah, but I, oh no, the planet I didn't know existed, and all the other planets I don't know the names of, yeah, are gone now. So I mean, yeah. the stakes are there's are, no investment. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. 
if if they'd blown up Coruscant, I would have just been angry. Do you think they're gonna? It's like why they're gonna have to wrap but, up the First Order and the New Republic in this, right? That's the thing, right? It's it, the end of the trilogy. As you said, it's the end of these three character stories. These three characters who we've barely really seen have any character development, and in Finn's case, I feel like Finn Poe or Finn Ray. He was out of a whole Kylo. Yeah. Oh no, Finn Ray and Poe. I feel like Kylo and Ray are more of the protagonists, with like Poe and Finn being side characters. Unfortunately, because Mm -hmm. in the original trilogy, all of them got good enough time to have an arc. Right. Like Finn has more time than Poe for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, we we need we're like reading the comics basically, especially for Black Squadron, to see more of Poe in general. And I really like that. That really mm-hmm. helps flesh it out a little bit for Poe. See, and that's where the qualm comes from. Where it's like it's nice to see that, but shouldn't all that be portrayed in the in the movie? And then you get into the real detail in the books, exactly. If there are any books, because we've seen like little to nothing of what's portrayed for everything we've read. It feels mm-hmm. like they're just tacking that on. It'd be like, here's all the things we either forgot or couldn't put down, or now we have to clarify because it was so vague. Yeah. It mm-hmm. seems like more like that rather than, and for everything that you enjoyed, here's even more. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's something that is just like with the characters. And like I was saying with the first order, it's just, it's bugged me this entire trilogy because it felt like the empire. Yeah, because the Empire, I know off the bat, they control the galaxy. Yep. They are the rulers of this entire known galaxy. But we know that the First Order came in from the edge of space, and I have never seen a First Order planet, except for Starkiller Base, but that doesn't count, because it's... It's, they, it's you know, gone. It's a sun. Yeah, yeah. they brought it, and then it exploded. Yeah. So as far as I know, the First Order doesn't actually hold any territory. Okay. So, yeah, there's just there's a lot of things with the new trilogy that just it, it it just is very lukewarm for me yeah and there's no real reason to get invested honestly the biggest thing that would get me interested in it but it looks like they're not going to touch it is whatever happens in the mandalorian because that show oh and i trust i trust john favreau with star wars lore oh yeah but especially mandalorian that, oh yeah exactly but from what we've seen uh from what we were able to see from celebration for that show that looks like it's more focusing on the Imperial Remnant, not the First Order. Right. So but again, the Imperial Remnant does turn into the First Order. Right. But so. are we going to actually see that change? I'm not too sure. I, we, we won't. Um, I, don't think so. yeah. I don't think so. Not in time for the movie, anyway. Mm-hmm. No. It might be in a future season. Yeah, yeah. But um, Again, where hopefully they don't have to clarify something else and use the show as a crutch to do so. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah, Ed. That, so the, unfortunately, that's my good side. The bad. Oh, okay. The, I, <laughs> yeah, right. That that was as as optimistic as I'm gonna get. I mean, the bad side would just be this movie's a pile of garbage, and... which I don't think is gonna happen with JJ. Exactly. I I even as pessimistic as I am, I don't think I'm gonna walk out of this movie hating it. I think I'm most likely will walk out of this movie being like, yeah, it was a movie, and I'm not really, I'm still not really invested in the sequel trilogy, but it was a it was a movie, and I enjoyed it. Okay. Um. So yeah. And what do you think? One thing that you really want to happen, one thing you don't want to happen. Um, one thing I don't want to happen for sure is Ray destroying the Emperor. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. What if it's a Ray so Kylo like thing? That, 
even that, no. Okay. I can see it being a very Disney thing to do. And I know they have it and everything now, but that's not where this series has been going. <laughs> kind but of it- like inter in terms of the whole buildup, I will start from episode one. If this has mm. been the overarching empire, emperor kind of story, you can say, like, to be defeated like this, and especially, like, what Nomo was saying with all the lukewarm stuff, like, it's like, mm. like this, really? He deserves more. Yeah. And But, Ed, either... if they put aside their differences and use the power of friendship, oh, well, then we have Star Wars possible. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Super anime Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Right to Seba. Yeah. Storike. Forza Stasis. Oh, God. <laughs> the sad thing is I actually saw both of those attacks and they did look cool. But, uh, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like I, I don't want to see that for sure in terms of like I like. Well, not mm, strong words for The Last Jedi. Um, I, I appreciate the fact that they just got the whole like okay before we go into the final of this know that you are nobody kind of thing you're just another person in the in the galaxy let's say like yes that doesn't mean that you don't have the power to overcome all this stuff it's just like you're no one special it's like i'm not and at the same time i don't want to say like oh it takes somebody special to be the emperor on the other hand why not Mm. Uh, um but yeah it's just that I don't That's, know. I want to see him like have some another like ambiguous end kind of thing. Like always, you, you like, want to have like a, a, a like a finite, like a definite death for the emperor, where he like explodes and like up, like everything goes everywhere. Post credit scene where it's like there, there's a door opens and there's a clone. It was a clone the entire time, mm. and he knows everything now. And here comes the real horror. Okay. Well, I'm. I mean, I, I think like best best case scenario would be and i know i know it'll piss off a lot of people but i would be happy um it turns out luke didn't actually die in episode eight it was him teleporting or some whatever mm-hmm. um and he kills the emperor i'd be happy with that what yeah. if it's what if it's like what if luke is dead and he is resurrected then what we'd be going it? into marvel not marvel dc canon but it, like i'm just saying like what if that's a possibility <laughs> what do you think it depends I, it depends how they did it Exactly, because they left it really open so they could really just go anywhere with it and try to explain it off somehow. Just feel force. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind, of, kind of reasoning, but... Ooh, ooh, I just thought of something that I don't think they'll do because it's too obscure, but mm-hmm. it would be amazing. W- I would absolutely be 100% fine with, it turns out, Octo... Was that the planet name? Octo, I can't remember because yeah. they never... Yeah. It turns out Octo is another planet that has a gateway to the Binding Force. Oh, that'd be interesting. And that's how. That's what it was. Luke was just entering the Octo portal. Of like the world between worlds. Yeah, that Ezra accessed in Rebels. That would be interesting. That I would actually be absolutely okay with. I feel like they won't do it because people it's so obscure Rebels obscurity. Yeah, yeah. Pe- exactly. People will think that they just oh, made it you... up. Could you imagine? Okay. I'm on board with this because imagine like all this stuff's going on and they're, they're struggling. They can't get anything. And the emperor's Mm -hmm. just going mad. Right. And then Mm -hmm. final fight happens and Luke just comes out of nowhere from the portal. (laughs) And he's just like Luke V emperor Palpatine. Like Ahsoka does, you know, like Ahsoka gets pulled through the portal. Yeah. Yeah. uh, The fight against Vader. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Imagine that though reversed, where it's like Emperor Palpatine is like wiping the floor with Kylo and Ray, and then just Luke steps out of nowhere. The camera just pans up a bit, and you see his feet, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of zooms up to his face. Yeah, see, I I really like that idea because like what they're going for right now, it's like a Padawan and a Sith apprentice are facing off against the Emperor. Yeah, it's like come on, he's actually he's a Sith master now because there is no Sith except for him. Well, and but also we've seen that situation play out before with a Padawan and a Sith apprentice fighting the Emperor, and that didn't end well for Maul or Savage. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's very similar. Kylo's story is very similar to Darth Maul's. Mm. except he succeeded in killing his master and he hasn't become a crime lord yet <laughs> yes well yet. kind of yes the first he, he, uh, yeah yeah that's, that's, that's like yeah that's a good point <laughs> but yeah no like i'd actually what dan said i would be 100 percent down with it and all they need to do is drop some lines at some point in the movie that say like there are legends that you know or myths or something yeah there are there are, yeah exactly there are legends and and or someone Ma, like Moz because she seems to know freaking everything somehow yeah right. have Ma, yeah have Moz say oh I heard legends from uh, a, a former Jedi named Ahsoka that there's a binding force that you know lets you move between the world between worlds maybe we could use that and then like, they look for that and they can't find it and then Luke uses it yeah that would be All so good yeah I've never heard that theory has been thrown around in the fandom yet but mm-hmm. that would be so awesome Oh yeah, well I just I just pulled that out of my butt. So. That's good. No, that's good. That's what this is for, right? Um, mm. do, Ed, do you have a? Is that was that your don't want to happen? So that was my don't want to happen point. My want to happen <laughs> point is um, kind of twofold because I know they want to end these with these guys and not go any further with them. Uh, mm. Depending on where they want to go after, I say the emperor does like a whole sort of like hey okay, uh, you guys are going along great, that's well and all, but I'm going to start pulling Kylo to my side. And with all your training and everything like that, and all those, it's like, you are the last Skywalker. Skywalker is always supposed to be by my side, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, again, show Kylo, it's like, you thought you knew what power was. This is power. And just tempt him again. Yeah. And this time, like, Kylo fully sinks. And he goes, like, the picture Anakin Mustafar. Yeah, and he's just like murdering the separatists, and he turns around, and he's got those like glowing like Sith eyes. Oh yeah, because we haven't seen Kylo with those yet. Mm-hmm. That's so true. It'd, it'd be you... something to see if you did need to have some kind of final confrontation or whatever have you. Mm-hmm. Like then you have like there's your ultimate evil and ultimate good Disney go nuts kind of thing. <laughs> and and there's some good points that I think the Emperor could make to kind of lure him as well to something like oh. You already killed your father. Do you think the resistance will ever accept that? Do you think your mother could ever accept yeah, you? Super you tried to kill her. Yeah, kind of like his manipulation of Ezra like, and no rebels. One. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. Remember what you told me about your mother and the sad, and the sad people. people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about a lot. Like I was gonna say, so like a positive and a negative, but. Go for covered, it. No, I think we covered quite a bit. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what we discussed, um, and the theory that Noma and I have come up with. It is, <laughs> it is something that I'm looking forward to. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But if it doesn't happen, you'll be mad. <laughs> no, yeah. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just do a, like a go, like an Indiegogo or something, so we can like make a film our own of that scene because that would be amazing. <laughs> um, 
yeah, let's go into our last discussion um, about the magical world of Japan and my adventure <laughs> there. Um, so for those who don't know, I went to Japan for three weeks and uh, I was able to travel around for a little bit, which was awesome. And I kept my eye out for as much Star Wars stuff as I could. I took pictures of it and posted it on my personal Twitter at Daniel J. Venard. If you want to take a look there, you can see the whole thread of stuff. And um, I believe there's like three or four posts of Star Wars things. The thing that got me, though, was like how expensive Star Wars is over there. It is crazy expensive. Um, it, it's like season two of rebels was mm-hmm. 15,800 yen. And that's like a hundred and eighty dollars yeah. for Dude, what the second season yeah. on Blu-ray. I couldn't, I, I, my jaw dropped when I saw that. Um, and I realized now that's why star Wars isn't as big overseas. It has to be because it is so expensive to get into. Right. Mm. It's, it's a weird thing because these days, from what I've heard um, from the few people I know over there, um, it's easier, but you have to get over certain cultural bumps, and it's harder to get the merchandise. That's mm-hmm. the main thing. Because like, for for the Rebel seasons and stuff like that, you can still find the movies and get digital copies of them with you know Japanese dub and sub. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, that is a secret pastime of mine, is finding the Japanese dubs for the Marvel movies. Yeah, those oh, are boy. really interesting. Yeah, because they just get Jap- they just get anime voice actors to do it. My favorite one is, um, if anyone is, is a Hero Academia listener, yep. the voice that they got to do Thor in the Japanese dubs is just All Might. It's yes. Yeah. And it's amazing. really weird. It's really weird to hear them be so flippant with, all, with some topics. That's great. Um, yeah, they have the the whole. Uh, you can look it up on YouTube. The the from Thor Ragnarok, they get help in the later scene. Okay, <laughs> and it Tuskete! is it's yeah yeah exactly. Oh, that's hilarious. It, it's, yeah, it's it's great hearing hearing All Might in an elevator being very like flippant and comedic. Yeah, and like not really caring and being really funny. It's I'm just, just like oh oh what's happening? Yeah, they have that for for they do a, a very good job with all the characters. Um, but yeah. It, back on back on track basically yeah so it's it's easy to get the or it's not easy but it's easier to get the media but yeah because of the imports that they have to have on everything actual merchandise is hard to get Mm -hmm. so from what i can understand star wars is a little bit more of a niche fandom because of that okay yeah um the other thing too is they do have unique merchandise over there which was awesome they i went Mm. to some sega arcades and stuff that are like nine floors of just arcade games and they had a whole bunch of claw games that uh you can like try and get a figure through like this like one spot in the claw game and then if you get it through that spot you get to keep the figure um and i got um a darth vader like it's called kabuki um not kabuki but kabuki and Mm. it's like vader in this like really cool stylized um, figure and he's like in a almost kabuki-esque style with his hand in front and his other hand with a lightsaber kind of like leaning on one knee and like yo! yeah it's like yeah. Yo, yo, <laughs> like super lightsaber um, but he looks amazing his cape's like flowing behind him um, I saw another figure there that was like super cool there's about $30 for this other figure that was I would say maybe sick no 
eight, nine inches tall. It's a pretty big one. Um, and it was not stylized, but it was like a accurate kind of Vader with a really cool flowing cape. Um, I, I've been trying to find this figure. It's uh, Square Enix, Play Arts Kai, Boba Fett. It is mm. eluded me for years, and I, I just cannot find it anywhere in person. And it's a limited run, and it's super, super nice, super beautiful figure. Um, but it is impossible to find. I went to every figure shop I could in Akihabara, and nobody had it. Um, not even the used figure stores. So uh, that was interesting, not being able to find that in Japan. I don't think it exists, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> uh, if it was a point, limited run, yeah. It's it's yeah, it's almost so hard to find, right? Um, apart from that, um, I saw some merchandise for um some other like small trinkets and things and um no promotions for rise of skywalker that i saw really i think i might have seen mm. one poster in a movie theater that had like the japanese title um but that was about mm. it it was it was an interesting little journey and i got to meet in kyoto out of all places um another guy his name is uh derek and we met him uh, just after we went to one of the temples and we sat down at Starbucks there and um, talked and I, I noticed that he was wearing Boba Fett like uh, socks with the character on them um, mm-hmm. and I'm like oh do you like Star Wars he's like yeah I, I love Star Wars why I'm like oh well I, I, I love Star Wars probably as much if not more than you do and so we were talking about it and it turns out he is the social media rep for Adam which is like a movie ticket purchasing app on your phone and he went to Star Wars Celebration to cover um, all the Star Wars content for Adam, which was really cool. So we got to talking and stuff and talking about our favorite movies and things. So that was really interesting to find halfway across the world uh, a Star Wars fan from America just out of the blue. And yeah. uh, not only that, but I did get to meet somebody at a Uniqlo, which is like a clothing store. And there's some in America and some in Canada as well. But I, I went to go buy the Star Wars um, shirt from Uniqlo, and I went to go try on the sizes because the sizes over there are a little smaller than they are here. Um, so I wanted to see if a medium or a large would fit. And the lady that was at the um, like the like the changing room area to like open the room for you, uh, mm-hmm. she was like, "Oh, you like Star Wars?" And she started talking to me about Star Wars, and she had pretty good English, and I was kind of using. A little bit of Japanese that I know and I was telling her like yeah I love Star Wars like who's your favorite character and whatnot and she's like oh I love Anakin and Darth Vader like they're that that like combination of those two characters being one person is just really cool to me and she really enjoyed them and uh, I showed her pictures of like celebration and stuff like that and she was like oh my god I didn't know this existed so that was really cool to meet two huge Star Wars fans in Japan out of all places Mm-hmm. It was unexpected, but a welcome surprise for sure. Nice, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. But um, I think that does it for our episode of our new show slash discussion show. Um, and I can't, we got to figure out a title for this. Um, <laughs> this is this like I thought the, you were calling it the, the main show. 
I mean, oh, this man. is this is the discussion, isn't it? This, yeah, this is like the main like what our new. Show I liked is. when you said meditations, but that's gonna throw a completely <laughs> different vibe to it. Yeah, this this is um this is like our new show that we've kind of twisted into a discussion show. Mm-hmm. So. I actually like that meditations though. It's like you're reflecting upon different certain topics. Yeah, we could tra- we could say voice of the force meditations. I mean, that makes yeah. sense. We could, we yeah, could totally like do that. that. So, is Inquisicopter a cool title for this episode? <laughs> Inquisicopter. I love Inquisicopter. That's a great name. In- Inquisicopter Go. <laughs> Inquisicopter! Can you drop a picture you know, of an Inquisicopter? I was going to say... Inspector Gadget, yes. I'd get... Yeah, I'd have like two weeks, right? Uh, You would have... Yeah, two weeks. Okay, I'll, I'll do my damnedest to make okay. an Inquisicopter. Even if I've it's like a derpy in- Inquisicopter, I would be it's, 100% for that. The, the image in my head is you've got the lightsaber blades yep, spinning, yep. and mm-hmm. then attached to that is a helicopter but it looks like the the seven sisters mask <laughs> sure oh, that works wow. too i was and thinking, you can see inside a little inquisitor driving it <laughs> that'd be good i was thinking more of like in my mind was like an inquisitor like flying through the air like an aerial yeah. view like a three quarters view from the top yeah you see like kind of down and you see their whole body and they're like flying through the air and like you see two people on the ground like chasing them but the inquisitor's face is like all derpy with their tongue sticking out and their eyes crossed Oh, okay. <laughs> so you, can... you're just describing pretty much Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Except without the Inquisicopter. <laughs> he doesn't have an Inquisicopter, but yes, Jar Jar Binks. Actually, if if we can name it Go-Go Inquisicopter. Yeah, let's do that. Let's name it Go-Go then Inquisicopter. I, yeah, then I can I can push that kind of gadget uh, aesthetic, and then I, I'll, give them that, I'll give them the derpy, uh, the derpy look. Okay, I like that title. <laughs> Episode 8, Go-Go Inquisicopter. <laughs> That brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, we are going to start off our end of the podcast with the fan pick of the podcast. And Ed, what do we have this time? You found this one, and it was really cool. I'm glad you mm-hmm. showed us this. Yeah, Reddit is a great place on the internet. You can find all sorts of great stuff on there for, you know, for good or for woe, I should <laughs> say. But on this this time I looked on it, it was just, there was a post that just said a super clip of star wars that was edited and i just started looking into it the actual post name was uh this was just loads thank you tofer grace edited all 10 star wars movies into one super trailer called star wars always when his wife was out of town for a weekend it's <laughs> like oh boy if you can do this in that much time this it's an amazing trailer it's a good and cut we, too with a lot of we, great audio like we went through this one, and if it doesn't make you want to go and just watch everything, yeah, well, then yeah. I don't know what. Oh, this was published on my birthday, isn't that nice? I'm just seeing that right now. It's like, what? <laughs> if, if you're not interested in it, why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But it's definitely something you should check out. It's it's about five months old, so you may have seen it. It's only got 1.6 million views, so not everybody has seen it. Mm-hmm. But you should definitely check this out. It's it's something if you're looking just for something to do, or if you'd be like, "Hey, I feel like some Star Wars, but I don't want to see the same thing." Uh, check this out. It, it'll probably rekindle something and you want to see again. It was made so. Yep, just like the post said, it was uh, done by Topher Grace in terms of everything, putting everything there on paper or on film, I should say. And it was edited by Jeff Yorks as well. 
I think the one thing that I want to say it doesn't it's not spoilers or anything for the Super Cup, but the the voiceovers of lines that are through the movies over top mm-hmm. of scenes that they're not normally over top of is very very emotional and very um, impactful. It gives you yeah. this more appreciation for the entirety of Star Wars. And seeing some things back to back, you get to see original episode four and next to, you know, the new Rogue One and episode seven Three. and stuff like that. Yeah, even the prequels like that. It it just it really shows you how far how long this has been going on and how far you know, how far through time we've come and exactly. how much technology's improved over that time. So it's just it's it's a really, really nice nostalgia trip. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Star Wars fan, you're gonna you 90 percent chance you love nostalgia trips so you're gonna enjoy this thanks for that and uh noma do you want to let the lovely listeners know how to contact us in the podcast sure thing so uh there are many ways to get in touch with us uh one is through email at voice of the force at gmail.com uh if you are going to uh message us through that just make sure to have the subject message be discussion show so we know uh what you're talking about uh, we've also got our Twitter, which is at VoiceForcePod. And remember with that, that retweeting our new episode tweets helps with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. We've also got a Facebook page, which is Facebook.com slash VoiceForcePod. And you can listen, rate, review, and subscribe. Dan went over this earlier, and I want to try something. It's our new, it's a new one silly. hobby here. Yeah, I'm just, I'm curious if I can do it, which was uh, on our temp- last Temple Archives, I joked that I wanted to try and say them all as fast as I can and see what happens. So, let's see. So, you can listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Podcast, and... You tried. <laughs> the last two were PocketCast Pocket and Podbean. PocketCast yeah, <laughs> and Podbean. That was perfect. So, as time goes on, maybe I'll get a little bit better at that, or maybe I'll just lose my mind. We'll see which one happens first. But remember, with any of those uh, podcast services that reviewing helps with visibility, we definitely appreciate it. And you can subscribe for them for free for the latest episodes as soon as it releases. And just as a summary, you can find us on pretty much any major podcatcher. So if you didn't hear any of those, then you can actually just go to any of them and type in Voice of the Force Dan, and see if you find us. How could they not have heard that? I said that so articulately. <laughs> the first, like, bit was like, all right, and then it just, like, fell apart. It was great. Yeah. No, just... Oh, it was good. <laughs> um, with all that said, guys, thank you for listening to the Voice of the Force podcast, and may the Force be with you. Do 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 inquisicopter do 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 do